Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Take Podcast. I'm your host, Jackson Burleson, and today we're going to be recapping the 2022 NBA draft. This draft class is one of the more talented draft classes we've had in some time now with three players who can really change a franchise. Honestly, four players who can really change a franchise. And, you know, the top three picks... All of them could have gone number one. Benchero, Holmgren, Smith, all three of those guys could have went number one. Um, but Paulo Benchero went number one overall to the Orlando Magic, which I think is a very good fit um, to put alongside uh, Jalen Suggs. Um, he's just a terrific big man, can do it all, um, can shoot, take it off the dribble. He has good low post game, um, and he played at Duke under Coach K. And Coach K is a, probably the best college coach of all time. And, you know, learning from him and um, taking that to the NBA, I think that's going to really help um, Benchero. And uh, his game's just only going to continue to grow. And he already has an NBA-ready frame. He's 6'10", 250 pounds. I mean, he's just he's ready to go, and he can make an immediate impact. And he will win Rookie of the Year this season in my opinion just because I feel like he is the most ready prospect out of any player in this draft and him going to Orlando is a perfect fit and seeing Orlando go through this tough rebuild has been kind of hard to watch but now they finally have a big man that they can give the ball to down low and have him come off of screens and pick and rolls and he can also drift off and shoot the three so he's going to make the Magic that much better in the long run. And along with continuing to develop Jalen Suggs, who's a great young point guard in this league that is just going to continue to get better as well. He's going into his second season. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing you know, what the Magic can do with this young core of players they have. And you know, second overall pick, I, I like Chet Holmgren's game. Everything he does, he's very versatile. He can handle the ball. Um, he can shoot at an elite level, and he's a great shot blocker. But he just weighs 190 pounds. I mean, how much of a concern is that going to be in the NBA? I think it's going to be a very big concern because he's going to get pushed around a lot. And, you know, getting pushed around in the NBA is going to be tough for him because... He's not going to be as effective against centers like Embiid, Jokic, who are big guys. And, you know, Holmgren is seven foot 190. He really needs to fill out, not even at the 200-pound range. And, you know, he's got a lot of skill set, but I think focusing on getting him in the gym, getting his weight up, I think that's going to be the most important thing for Holmgren to really stay in this league and, you know, be a really good player. And if he doesn't get that weight up he's just going to continue to struggle in the NBA and you know we're going to see what happens in the summer league see how he plays but we won't really know until the start of the regular season how Holmgren's going to handle um, the NBA game with his uh, with his weight but I mean Holmgren had a great season at Gonzaga um, you know there's no question he's a great rim protector he has that long wingspan um, but I mean, we're going to see if he can do it against NBA-level talent. And, you know, 
Jabari Smith is also another guy that was the third overall pick that I really thought was going to be the first pick just because he can shoot the ball and, you know, create, he can create his own shot whenever he wants, make plays for others, and he's a great defensive player as well. I thought he should have been first overall pick, but, you know, him going to the Rockets with Jalen Green, uh, Kevin Porter Jr., Christian Wood, I mean, that's just a great young core to really start this rebuild for the Rockets that they've been kind of doing for a little bit now. And the Rockets had the worst record in the league last year, and they're really trying to bounce back with this young core. But Jalen Green and Jabari Smith will play fantastic together in transition because Jabari Smith can run on the wing, and you know Jalen Green can push it. He can either decide to drive or he can either decide to kick it out and to a slashing Jabari Smith. I mean, that, that offense in Houston is going to be really fun to watch this year. And, you know, seeing that young team develop is going to be interesting. I really can't wait to see that team uh, develop. And um, the eye-opening pick to me was the fourth overall pick, Keegan Murray. Now, Keegan Murray, he's a, he's a, gr- he's a good player. I mean, he shot 40% from three. Um, he was arguably the best player in college basketball. Um, and he's 6'9". He's got length. I mean, he can he can really shoot the ball, and he's a versatile threat, and off screens as well. And he's six eight, two twenty five. I mean, he can push the ball. He's not he's not a power forward, even though they have him listed a power forward. He can play small forward. He can do a lot of different things. Um, and him in Iowa this year was really fascinating to watch. Um, you know, he just had so much confidence and. You know, he's a guy that can be a defensive player of the year later in his career. Um, Just the way he can block shots, uh, steal the basketball, and just the way he can offensive rebound as well. That's a very big thing in the NBA is being able to get offensive rebounds. And he knows how to get offensive rebounds quite often. Um, And that's very important. Second chance points in the NBA don't come often. And if you can get a guy that can get offered to rebounds on a consistent basis, then your team's going to be well better off. But I think the Kings should have taken Jaden Ivey, in my opinion, um, because they need another guard along De'Aaron Fox to be able to push the ball. And, you know, they, they've had so many big man issues. They've drafted so many big men, like Harry Giles, who didn't really play out. Um you know, they just haven't had a lot of success with the big man. Um, Willie Cauley-Stein, they drafted him, and he didn't really plan out. Um, so I think a guard could have been useful for the Kings here to really uh, replace what they traded with Tyrese Halliburton, um, who was a great player who could do everything, shoot the ball, um, play great defense. I mean, I think that would have been a better pick, in my opinion. But Jay Ivey falls to the Pistons, which is a great fit, and... He's going to come in, bring a lot of intensity, uh, bring his explosiveness uh, to the basket and just his will to score the ball. I think he could become the primary option on the Pistons. And, you know, that great young core of Kay Cunningham, Isaiah Stewart. I mean, they just have a bright future. And the Pistons have a great coach and Dwayne Casey who knows how to win and knows how to win in the playoffs and did it for so many years on the Raptors where he won coach of the year. I mean, Dwayne Casey 
is going to get these guys motivated and he's going to get them to win. And, you know, teaching a young core how to win is very important in this league. So I think Jaden Ivey going to the Pistons is a perfect fit. That's going to be a fun team to watch uh, with him and Cunningham on the break or on the same court together. It's just going to be fantastic to watch as I think, seriously, I said this in my article I wrote uh, yesterday that Jaden Ivey is the best player in this draft. No question about it. He really is the best player in this draft. Um, and the Pistons got a steal at five. They were lucky he was available at five. Um, and right after Jaden Ivey, the Pacers pick Benedict Mathurin. And that's a great pick, in my opinion. I mean, Mathurin is very athletic. He's 6'6", can handle the ball like a point guard. He can run the offense. Um, they have him listed as a small forward, but I think Mathurin can run the point guard in the NBA level. And, you know, he makes very good decisions while passing the ball. Um, he's a great defender. I mean, this year he really showed he can score from anywhere. He can hit the fadeaway three. He can. He's just a very um, dynamic player, and, you know, he's quick. He's quick. Like, when he gets the ball, he's quick. He has a quick first step. He can get by anybody. And, you know, the Pacers need a guy like that who can bring energy, who can bring um, some tenacity uh, to the game. And, you know, the Pacers have traditionally not drafted well the last couple years. Um, drafting guys like Bo Goga Patase and uh, TJ Leaf, who did not pan out at all. Um, and they finally go with a guard who can really uh, help this team get back to where they were at the Eastern Conference Finals uh, with Paul George, George Hill, and all those guys. And they just got to, the Pacers just got to keep continue building through the draft. Um, you know, they traded a lot of guys, and they also got uh, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, Buddy Heald. Um, in the trade um, when they gave away Sabonis. So they got, they have some pieces there uh, intact to be able to help Mathurin develop his game and, you know, kind of learn from some veterans who, you know, have been in the league for a little bit. And, you know, I think it's going to be great for him to go into Indiana and really show what he can do. And um, the seventh overall pick, uh, Shaden Sharp, um, you know, he's, ranked as the number one uh, shooting guard in this draft. And he really played very, he played very well um, this year at Kentucky. Um, he really kind of surprised a lot of people. Um, but one thing he really has that a lot of guards don't is he's got a near seven foot wingspan and, you know, he's just very athletic. Um, he's a great defender. Uh, he can shoot, pull up jumpers from anywhere. Um, he can create his own shot with the step back, creating space. Um, I mean, he was a top 10 player in this draft regardless. And to see him go to Portland to match up with Damian Lillard, and they just got Jeremy Grant, who is a very good big man. He can score. And Dame needs some help. And I think Sharp can really bring in another level of scoring that can help out Dame so he doesn't have to do everything, so he doesn't have to score, you know, 35 points per game and really carry this team because – you know, the Blazers have really wasted Dame's prime. And for him, for them to get a player like Sharp in the draft is really going to help Lillard. But the Blazers need someone else. They need they need a superstar to really make Dame happy and make another run at the postseason because they did trade C.J. McCollum and they don't have C.J. McCollum anymore. 
who was a very versatile scorer and just really would always bring a consistent 25, 24 points per game. But Sharp is very good defensively, which is a lot to say about a guy who, um, you know, didn't really come up until this year on anyone's draft radar. I mean, he wasn't a top 10 pick at the beginning of the season without a doubt, but I mean, he's really showed this year that he has NBA ready shooting and, you know, he just comes out with his hands up on defense and is always playing at an intense level. And, you know, coaching, you know, playing for a coach like um, John Kyle Perry, that's really gonna help him when he comes to the NBA because John Kyle Perry's coached so many guards like John Wall, um, De'Aaron Fox, guys like that who really know how to push the ball, play great defense, have long arms, athletic. I mean, this is one of your typical point guards coming out of Kentucky, and I think he's going to have a big impact um, in the NBA. And, you know, he's going to continue to develop, continue to get better, and I think he's going to be a great player in this league. Um, but you kind of go down the list here. I mean, uh, Jalen Duran was a great pick for the Charlotte Hornets. They need a center that, you know, can go in the pick and roll with a Lamelo ball. And, you know, he's ready. He's 6'10", 250. The same weight, same height as Paulo Benchero, who went first overall. And I think Jalen Durham, Jalen Duran can really make an impact right away, right away in the NBA. And he's going to really help the Hornets out. And, you know, there's been a lot of talks about the Hornets getting DeAndre Ayton in a trade, but I don't know if they're going to pick up DeAndre Ayton anymore now that they got Duran in the draft because um, they got a young center who can really uh, be developed and is a rim protector, gets offensive rebounds, and he's great on the low post by himself. Um, he has a lot of different tools in his toolkit, and he's got a mid-range jumper as well um, that is very dangerous and very hard to guard, and with his frame, his size, um, he moves extremely well and can really space the floor. And... You know, he has a lot of versatility um, with shooting, and I think he could become a very big problem in this league and be can become a very good stretch five in this league, um, playing alongside Lamella Ball, who's a great distributor, and, you know, Miles Bridges, I mean, P.J. Washington. I mean, the Hornets just have a really good young core that's ready to take that jump in um, winning. And, you know, the Hornets got a, got a great center to really um, make all these pieces uh, come alive. And um, the Cavs, my opinion, the Cavs did really well in this draft. Um, they drafted Obachi, OJ Bobachi. Um, sorry if I mispronounced his name, but um, he was great at Kansas. Great defender, very athletic, can score from anywhere. Um, you know, watching him in the tournament, he was very fun to watch. Um, he was the best player on this Kansas team, and I think he's really going to bring a lot of energy to the Cavs this year. I mean, the Cavs are looking like they can start um, really doing some damage in the Eastern Conference. I mean, they had a great season. They made the playoffs. Um, Darius Garland showed he could be a superstar player. Uh, Jared Allen showing his dominance down low. Um, and then also uh, drafting Evan Mobley who is going to be a very good center in this league. He showed a lot of promise last year um, with the way he could score the basketball from anywhere. And, 
you know, they, they, I feel like this second-round pick that the Cavs got and uh, Isaiah Mobley is a sleeper pick because I think it's going to really help Evan Mobley get more comfortable in the league with having a brother come in and, you know, they played together at USC, so they know what it's like to play with each other. So I think it's just only going to help uh, Evan Mobley really develop his game and really feel comfortable in the league and start to really take that jump to being one of the best centers in the NBA. And the Cavs have a bright future. They have a great young core, Colin Sexton. Um, I mean, there's a lot to look forward to in Cleveland. There really is. I mean, they still have Kevin Love coming off the bench, who has championship pedigree, knows how to win the big games, can really be a great mentor to these young guys. And I think the Cavs are they're going to be scary. They're going to be a really scary team. So you get, so people need to start watching out for this Cavs team. Um, but my Miami Heat picked the sleeper of the draft. I said this in my article that I wrote yesterday, uh, that Nikola Jovic is going to be the biggest player to be slept on in this draft. And, of course, when I say that, the Heat, my favorite team, pick them. Thank you. Like, Literally, this guy, Jovic, could be the best player in this draft. He really could be. I mean, he's just so versatile. He literally is a great playmaker. He has size. You know, he's been playing um, against, you know, professional grown men for about two, three years now. And he's going to be ready to come in and make an impact right away into this heat culture. And I just see him fitting in so well with this culture and uh, under Eric Spolstra, um, you know, international players don't get the respect they should, in my opinion, in most drafts. I mean, Luka Doncic was one of those guys who was, you know, sought out to be a high pick, and he's panned out amazing. I mean, he's a great scorer, and you really seen how polished of a player he is coming out of um, Real Madrid, um, playing there professionally since he was about 16 years old. I mean, international players are just so polished. I mean, they really like, they really know how to shoot the ball, play defense, pass the ball. I mean, the international game between the college game is very different. I mean, the international game is more of a team game, so it forces you to really involve players on the team, not just yourself, but everybody. And that's why I think uh, international players not only just bring such a great skill set to NBA teams, but they bring such a team winner, uh, team player mindset that really um, sets aside the selfishness and you know really just makes it about the team-oriented goals. And I think that's going to help a team like the Miami Heat having Jovic, who's not selfish at all. And the Heat, by all means, are all about team, all about team. I mean, they got guys like Jimmy Butler, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Max Struess, uh, Gabe Vincent. I mean... Bam out of bio. I mean, they just have so many players that are really good, but are not like super superstars. You know, like they have a good, solid core that can really do a lot of damage. And you saw this season um, making it to the conference finals um, against the Celtics. Uh, they really took it to them, even while injured. And you know, they they have a lot of promise especially drafting Jovic this makes me very happy as a Heat fan because I think we're going to even just get better I think we're going to trade for Donovan Mitchell this offseason 
um, and really improve our guard play. And that's another player that's going to really change uh, the landscape of the Eastern Conference and is going to make us the best team in the Eastern Conference once again. I mean, we have the greatest coach in the game right now, and Eric Spolstra, who is just super smart, uh, knows how to play guys when they're supposed to be played. Um, and the culture that he have of hard work, hustle, determination is just so good, and it makes every single player who comes in as a rookie just so much more hard-nosed, um, blue-collared, um, and a hard worker. I mean, it just really makes you that much of a better player. And, you know, speaking of trades, for um, I think we're going to get Donovan Mitchell. I just kind of want to touch on this real quick. But um, Kyrie Irving to the Lakers, I think, is a very realistic possibility, in my opinion. I think they're going to trade um, Russell Westbrook for Kyrie and they're going to get Kyrie and uh, LeBron back together in Los Angeles and they're going to get uh, Westbrook and uh, KD back in Brooklyn together. Um, I think it's just bound to happen. I mean, Kyrie clearly doesn't want to be in Brooklyn for whatever reason. I don't know what is going on in his head, but it just really doesn't seem like he's bought in fully uh, to being a Brooklyn net. So I think they should go ahead and trade that large contract he has. Don't let him accept that $36 million player option. And, you know, just go let him play with LeBron. I mean, him and LeBron were such a great duo together. They played so well together. Um, and Kyrie's just gotten better uh, since uh, he left Cleveland. And so is LeBron. I mean, it's crazy. LeBron averaged 30 points per game as a 36-year-old, uh, his 19th season in the league, and he's just going to continue to get better. Um, you know... This is going to be a very interesting NBA season. I can't wait for to see all these young rookies play and to see how they mesh with all these uh, young cores because there's a lot of young, hungry teams in the NBA right now that are ready to change the landscape and ready to change the narrative of whatever, of whatever team they're on. Like, I mean, just look at the Golden State Warriors. I mean, dynasties are built from the draft. I mean, that's the best way to do it. And if you draft well as an NBA team, you will win a championship eventually, or at least have a chance. I mean, the Golden State Warriors literally drafted Steph Curry, Klay Thompson, and Draymond Green. And Draymond Green was a second-round pick. I mean, for them to draft that well is unbelievable. I mean, look at it. I mean, all great players, all great teams come from the draft. And if you don't draft well, you're not going to be a good team. And uh, this is a very interesting draft class. And uh, this is going to go ahead and do it for the Take Podcast um, today. Um, thank you guys for uh, listening to this episode. I really appreciate it. Um, if you guys haven't seen um, my last episode, uh, make sure to go check that out on Spotify. And uh, also follow me on uh, the Take Podcast Instagram, uh, Twitter, TikTok. Um, so you can see some clips then and there from the podcast. And there's also links in the bios for the podcast as well. But uh, I really appreciate you guys for tuning in. Uh, this is Jackson Burleson signing off and you guys have a good one.